Hello, my loves, and welcome back to the Raise Your Vibration podcast. I am so excited to be here with you today. My name is Shelby Rose, and I am an energetic and business guide helping you align, activate, and expand your energy to create the life and business you're wildly obsessed with. I believe that every single one of us has a path that lights us up, makes us excited to get up every single day, and brings massive service and impact to the world. In this podcast, we'll tune into our soul's true desires, take ownership for every single thing in our lives, and shift our vibration to embody the queen we came here to be. You deserve this. You get to have it. Let's go create it. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to the Raise Your Vibration podcast. I am your host, Shelby Rose, and today I have a really beautiful interview slash conversation with my dear friend, Robin. She is a embodiment coach helping her clients step into their truth, release themselves from the cage, spread their wings, and fly. Robin helps guide her clients home to themselves, holding space for them to drift through the darkness so they can expand and soar. I love this conversation that Robin and I had. There were so many like synchronistic experiences that Robin's had, but also just a really wonderful representation of like allowing the darkness and leaning into the present and what is and not trying to force or push our way out of it and just allowing the lesson to unfold. Robin has such beautiful energy. I know you guys are all going to love what she brings to the show. And before we dive in, I have a quick announcement. If you haven't already heard, I have a few beautiful retreats coming up. One of my favorite things in the world is to bring women together help you guys connect, help you find like-minded people, and just really create safe containers where you can feel free of judgment and love. Not free of love, but like just fully loved and supported and seen in whatever you're moving through. So if you feel called to come hang out with me in person, I have a retreat coming up in Minnesota, September 8th through the 10th, 11th, 8th through the 11th um, over the 99 portal. And then also in November, my dear friend Megan Toner and I are going to be hosting one in Colorado over the 1111 portal. So if you feel called to one of those, you can go to shelbyrose.com forward slash retreat and find all of the details there. All right, let's dive into the show, you guys. Well, Robin, thank you so much for being here and a part of the Raise Your Vibration community. I am really excited to share you with the audience today. I know I've enjoyed connecting with you so much over on Instagram and that the audience is really just going to love your energy and the light that you bring to this episode. Thank you. Yeah. Before we dive in, do you mind telling the listeners a little bit about who you are and kind of how you got to what you're doing today? Yeah, totally. I am Robin Ray and I run uh, Ray of Light Life Coaching. And basically I'm here to really help people release themselves from their cage and kind of release themselves from that box that they keep themselves in or just provide space and light for people to navigate their journey, whatever, whatever journey they're on and where, wherever they're at and really provide that space for them because I feel like 
so often we try to navigate either like we'll use the healing journey for example we try and navigate the healing journey and it can kind of feel like we're running around like a chicken with our head cut off because we don't know where to start and then I so I feel like having someone to to kind of hold your hand and guide you and you know like bring light to if you're feeling dark or have someone sit in that darkness with you and just kind of remind you that you are where you're meant to be and you know everyone begins their journey at you know whatever space and wherever you're at and I really just love to meet people where they're at and sit with them and just be that light and be that loving space because one thing I've learned on my journey is that not everyone has that space right like when I was young I would just talk to myself because that was where I felt the most safe and that's you know like it was within myself that I could confide in and so I know not not everyone is like that but also not everyone has yeah that safe space so with my coaching that was kind of my biggest motive was helping people release themselves from their cage help them spread their wings and fly and be able to get rid of whatever it is that holds them back and whatever it is that weighs them down and yeah that's my mission that's my biggest mission I love that what drew you into the work that you're doing today like what was the journey to becoming a life coach embodiment coach and bringing people back to their light I feel like I feel like I've I've kind of been that person for a really long time for a lot of people I was quite often that person that people would come to and just share their whole life story and then at the end be like I don't know why I felt called to tell you that (laughs) I'm like I get that all the time um so I felt like I just I learned that I had this gift of not only being able to hold space, but be able to just naturally shine light onto, you know, whatever needed light. And what's really interesting. So part of what really brought me into coaching and like my name ray of light and the analogy that I use of like spreading your wings and flying is that both of my names are birds. And so once I learned that, I was like, wait, I'm okay. So I'm a bird. So I spread my wings. I get to fly. And um, so I kind of use that with the ray of light analogy to like spread your wings, shine your light and, you know, um, be able to live a life outside of your cage. And so that was a little digression, but that's okay. Um, And yeah, so I figured that because I'm able to hold that space for people and I'm able to shine my light. And I was like, why don't I do this as a career? Because I had wanted to be a coach for so many years, but then I had people in my life that were like, that's dumb, that's stupid. You have to do too much work. You have to do too much self-promoting, blah, 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 blah. And I let their voice kind of get into my head because I already had a bit of imposter syndrome. And so I let their voice get in my head and I was like, "Mm, you're right. Maybe, maybe it's too saturated and maybe I wouldn't be able to do it and all these things. And then finally I got to a point where I'm like, no, the world needs my light. And we all have a unique gift. We all have Mm -hmm. unique messages to share, you know, like we all have something to share with this world and we all shine in a different way. Like in the rainbow, there's so many different colors, right? There's so many different, like it's a whole spectrum. So we all need to shine so that we can, you know, complete that, that spectrum. So then I finally just like kicked the imposter syndrome out of my head. And I was like, you don't run the show anymore. And Mm. yeah, I just, I just went for it. 
I love that. I also love the, like, as you were speaking, just like one thing that kept coming through is like when it's spirit led and it's soul led, there's no amount of saturation that really Mm -hmm. matters. Like, because when you're, you're showing up and you're sharing a message or you're sharing a service or you're sharing something from a place of like, I don't know why, but I literally can't not do this. Like, and I've shared this on the podcast so many times where it's like, I have thought about throwing in the towel so many times, but they're like, no matter what I do, I can't not sit down to record podcasts. There's just messages that come through. Like I can't not do it. And so Totally. It just like people just miraculously find the show. They find my services. They find my work because it's spirit led. It's not Mm. coming from my ego needing this in order to, there have been periods where it's been ego driven. I think you, you go in and out of that on an entrepreneurial journey because you have to to experience the the light and the dark, but I love what you said. It was just like, it doesn't matter. This isn't, this isn't just for me. It's for the people I'm showing up for. We never know who we're activating, who we're bringing online who were inspiring mm-hmm. just by showing up and sharing. Totally. Well, and it's, it's interesting because, um, cause of what you said about how, when it's your ego driving, you can tell the difference. Usually there'll be, for example, like a message that I'll share. And it's like a super simple little message. And I'm like, I don't know why I feel like sharing this right now, but I do. And I have to, and then I'll have like three people messaging me being like, thank you so much. I really needed to hear mm-hmm. this today. And I'm like, well, that's why I had to, that's why I had to say it. And quite often it's the reminder that I'm telling myself Mm. and spirit's like, okay, you have to share this with the rest because you're not the only one that needs to hear this. Yeah. Right. We're so all interconnected. Totally. So interconnected. We're like, we were just talking before we jumped on the recording of like how parallel our healing experiences Mm -hmm. are and the things that are coming up for both of us right now that are coming up for healing. It's like, there's just these collective energies that are coming through that we're like, okay, this is what's coming up today. This is what we're healing as a collective today. So it's interesting that, you know, you share this little thing and it hits three different people exactly what they needed. Yeah. Well, and I also feel like it's interesting because like my message, I could say, you know, a couple sentences to three different people and it'll all resonate differently with where they're at, but Mm -hmm. in the most beautiful way, because they'll interpret it kind of as they're meant to. Right. So yeah, it's really interesting. And that's the beauty of just sharing. And I think that there's so much, um, sacredness in sharing our story too. I have always been, I don't know, people used to tell me I'm an oversharer and I am a very open book. Like I, I've always been, you know, like have no shame of what I've been through and, and all the chaos and everything that's been in my world. I've had no shame in sharing that because I feel like it makes other people feel less alone. Right. And I feel like the more we can share and the more we can make others feel less alone and the more we can kind of like raise, like raise up collectively and all just remind each other, like we're all in this together, you know, like, yeah, I'm going through some shit. You're going through some shit, but like, we're all going through it. (laughs) You know, we may as well go through it together. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but like when I hear someone else, I, I'm listening to, <laughs> I've been training this everywhere because I'm obsessed. I'm on like chapter three of Gabby Bernstein's new book, Happy Days. And she's sharing her experiences. And the whole time I'm like, yes, 
oh my gosh, yes, this is me. I see me. I hear me. Like these are the things that are coming up for healing for me right now. It's like her, her just sharing her experiences and her story alone was enough for me to not feel so alone because healing and growth and expansion can feel really lonely when you think that you're the only one who's feeling the things you're feeling mm-hmm. and to hear someone and, you know, the people who maybe aren't doing the healing work or the people who aren't in that same place on their healing journey or haven't had a, a, an experience yet. I think we all experience something at some point in our lives, but haven't had that experience yet of a trauma or a whatever it is. They might think you're a little crazy or a little like, oh, you're oversharing or it's making them uncomfortable because they haven't gone there in themselves mm-hmm. or they haven't had an experience that would allow them to go there in themselves. Yeah. And I also think that sharing is such an act of vulnerability too. Mm -hmm. And I feel like just as a society, like we struggle to be vulnerable as you and I were talking about it before we started this. (laughs) Um, It's so freaking hard. And there's like, you know, you worry is about judgment and about what others will think of you and all these Mm -hmm. things. And it's like, but no one, no one really cares, you know, like, and like, I remember when I was younger, like a teenager, I would say there were so many moments where I was so upset, probably even into my early twenties too. I'd be so upset because I'd feel so alone because I grew up with a pretty chaotic, unstable family. And there's a lot of addiction in my family. And so I quite often felt alone because I didn't know a lot of people that struggled with the same thing I did. And even Mm -hmm. when I, you know, was like searching for counselor, I was like, well, I want to see someone who can fully empathize with me because they've been through a similar journey, you know, like, and so I think that sharing, that's another reason why sharing is so important because it's like, well, then like, who knows, for example, with my podcast that I just started, there's a lot of episodes that I've done where I've just been sharing either a message that comes through or a story of my life. And there's so many people that are like, oh, that message me. And they're like, oh, me too. Like Mm -hmm. I've struggled with that. I felt so alone. I didn't think like, I thought I was the only one, right. We get into that. Like you said, that lonely space of like, it's just me, but it's not, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, it's like the, the ego wants you to feel like separation and aloneness when the reality is if you're feeling it, someone else is feeling it too. There's that inter connectedness with mm-hmm. all of us and mm-hmm. that like collective connection. And so the ego is like, no, 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 I'm alone. I'm separate. Yeah. I'm the only one going through this. Totally. Mm. I, um, I think of my grandma. I love her dearly. She's so old school as the old folks are. <laughs> and, um, she has such shame in sharing. She has such shame in other people knowing what's going on in her life, her family's life. And I'm like, but what harm is it doing sharing? What harm is it doing talking about it? Like it has to be talked about in my opinion, like there's certain things that should be shared because it, you know, like, like we've been talking about it. You never know who it could help. And so I grew up like hearing, you shouldn't share this. You shouldn't tell that it's no one else's business. It's like, I'm not sharing to get attention though. I'm sharing to help and to spread my voice and to see what messages come through while I'm sharing or, you know, like who knows what ripple effect it could have, Mm -hmm. you know, like for example, you could share something and someone would hear it or like when people share your podcast episode, 
right? Like the other day I saw my friend shared one of your episodes and I was like, oh, hey, I love her. That's cool. And so it's like, they share that episode and that other person listens to it and the other person listens to it. And it's like, that's a beautiful ripple just because you felt called to share a slice of your, of your brain, you know, mm. or like a slice of your experience. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And it's wild to me hearing that too. Cause it's like, I think anyone who start is starting out sharing on a sharing journey, like, or a putting yourself out there, putting your message, putting your thoughts, putting your beliefs out there. It can be so terrifying. I remember I still like, to me, the podcast is such a, I tell you guys this all the time, but it's like, everyone is so close to my heart here. Like I I can just feel the energy of this community is so beautiful, but to me, it's also mind blowing because I literally didn't think people would listen. And when people share, I'm like, Oh, something is coming. Like Mm -hmm. the source is working through me here because this is not me Mm -hmm. just, you know, me alone sharing these stories. It's like, there's something bigger happening here that I don't really fully understand yet. Totally. And that's how it works. And like, I thought the same thing when I launched mine and then it was like, uh, I had a month that it had been open or published or whatever. And it was like, I had a hundred views already. And I'm like, Oh, Mm. cool that's really special, you know? And, and yeah, I didn't think people would listen either, but I'm like, as long as I, cause most of the time I just get a message or something comes through and I'm like, okay, I want to record now. It's mm-hmm. not like I sit down, have it planned out, have it structured. Cause that's just not me. Um, and most of the time, if not every single time I do that, I re-listen and I'm like, that's me talking. <laughs> wow. Came up with mm-hmm. that. <laughs> I love that. So I think a big like takeaway for listeners, and I want to get into your healing experience because what we were talking about before we jumped on the episode was like blowing my mind, but I think a good takeaway for the listeners. And this is like, you never know. So if you have that call to share an experience, to share your story, whether that's on a podcast an Instagram, uh, book or whatever it is, that modality. And (laughs) Robin's got a big smile on her face because Dolly is coming to snuggle up. Um, whatever that may be, it's, it's important that you share those messages. If you feel that call, cause you never know who needs it in that moment. You never know that who it's going to inspire. You never know who it's going to activate and, or just allow not to feel so alone in those experiences. Totally. So Robin, let's dive into what happened recently and all the crazy synchronicities that were occurring during that experience for you. Okay. So on January 2nd, I signed up my first client of the year and I was so excited having like dance parties. I was just so stoked. I was like, yes, twos are my number this year. I'm in full alignment. This is happening for me. Yes. And then I jumped in the shower in the afternoon and, um, my, or our puppy, my partner and I's puppy was pawing at a mirror. And I saw it start to fall. So I just instinctively jumped out of the shower to save the mirror from falling down. And I like slid into the mirror and the mirror lacerated my whole muscle on my right leg. And I didn't feel it. Nothing. I just looked down and I was like, oh my God, we have to go to the hospital. And I just thought that it was going to be a couple stitches. We go home. It's all good. I get to the hospital and it's like, I'm, I'm sorry for all of you listening, this is a little bit <laughs> gruesome. I should have, I should have warned you before I started talking about it. <laughs> Here's your warning. You might want to fast forward ahead if you're weak stomach. 
sorry. Sorry. Um, (laughs) There was your Canadian accent. That was it. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Oh my God. I love you. Um, and so I, yeah, it was bleeding and it was just, I, I was such in shock. Like I was in so much shock that this had happened because it was the most wild freak accident I had ever seen. And I was just like, whoa, this is insane. So I was at the hospital for a few hours and then I got transferred to another hospital. And a couple of days later, I had to end up getting surgery for my whole muscle to be like sewn back together. So I, I remember fast forwarding to, or sorry, rewinding to, um, I went on a girl's trip in December for my friend's birthday. And one of the girls did a card reading for me. And one of the cards that she pulled was, um, she said I was going to have a long, dark winter and I didn't know what that meant. And there was some family stuff going on. So I like, was like, is, is one of my family members going to get sick or like, is something going to happen? And then I shit you not when I was in the operating room to get the, um, temporary stitches put in, I asked the doctor how long the healing was going to be for this. And she looks at me, she goes, well, it's going to be a long, dark winter. And I like, kind of like was taken back. And I was like, I was warned about that. Okay. Interesting. Oh, I have like um, full body chills, tears in my eyes. Right. That's insane. So crazy. So, um, and like, I'm a very synchronistic person. So everything is always, when I know something's happening for me, it's always in alignment. So like when I said twos were my number for this year, of course, when I was waiting in the hospital to get my surgery, I was underneath uh, a sign that was 22. I'm like, okay, universe, I hear you. Um, and so it was really interesting because on the way to the hospital, one of the paramedics, I just remembered this, one of the paramedics, we were chatting and she was like a photographer on the side and does like branding and stuff like that. And she had a Phoenix rising tattoo on her back. And I was like, holy moly, if this isn't a sign that like, this is my kind of, um, my death leading to my rebirth and like rising from the ashes, I don't know what is. Mm -hmm. And so, um, the whole time I was in the city getting like waiting to get surgery and there, it just felt like a dream. Like it didn't feel real. And then as soon as we got home, I, we pulled into the driveway of where I was living and I just started to cry. So I was like, oh my gosh, this is, this is actually real life. Like this is where we're at. So I went inside, realized that I like could barely walk up and down the stairs. Like it was, it was so intense because I was, cause you know, like hearing that it's going to be 12 weeks until you're healed. Essentially. I was like 12 weeks. That's a long time. Like looking back on it when I, when we're in the future, looking back is going to be a blip in time, but like, it's been two and a half months. And let me tell you, it's been the longest two and a half months of my life. Mm. Um, but it's been the greatest divine intervention, the greatest initiation period into probably what is the most healing period of my life so far. Um, I have always kind of had a tendency of running. And so I was really literally put on my ass to be like, Robin, you can't run from this. You can't run from anything. You have to sit, you have to embrace the discomfort and look at your life, especially with it being a mirror that sliced my leg open. It was like, you have to look and see it. Right. And like, look at yourself, look at 
what's working, look at what's not like all of it. And so it was interesting because so much would come up and I'd want to run from it because I'm very much a doer. Like you and I are both generators. So I am very much like, a, let's do this. Let's do this. This comes up. I feel this. Well, let's just shake it off. Like let's dance about it and release it, which is fine. Um, but everything that was coming up was so uncomfortable because I had never given myself a chance to sit with myself and like be in the being. It was always, well, what are we going to do about this instead of, well, who are we going to be through this? Right. Mm -hmm. So I was for forced to just grow through it and just sit in the muck and just, I was forced <laughs> And so what was really interesting is while everything was coming up, I was living in a home that was kind of like a storage unit. It had like a crap ton of boxes on boxes on boxes and there were beds and there was just so much stuff that wasn't mine. So physically that was making it hard <laughs> for me to think about like what is mine and what's not, but then mentally, because I didn't feel super at home in that physical home. I'm like, hold on a second. This is symbolizing for me how not at home I'm feeling in my body right now, because I feel like so many of us run from our crap because, well, for one, it's a trauma response. And for two, it can feel really uncomfortable to sit with ourselves when things are coming up. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I just would look around me and I'm like, okay, so I'm in this home and there's all these things that don't feel like mine. And there's all these things carry like holding me down and all these boxes I haven't unpacked. And I'm like, wait, my physical vessel is kind of the same right now. I don't feel at home in myself. There's also a whole ton of um, metaphorical boxes, so to speak, that I haven't unpacked and that I'm scared to unpack because opening up that box and, and rife, like going through the stuff is hard, <laughs> right? Like so hard so uncomfortable. Yeah. And I also think it's so ironic, not ironic, but synchronistic maybe is a better word for it is like so many boxes that you, you said this sentence of so many boxes that weren't my own. Yeah. And totally. I'm just thinking like how many, when we have addiction in our families, like how much generationally we carry that energy, those patterns coping mechanisms that um, those emotional patterns whatever it is we're we're carrying around this weight of unprocessed shit that's not even mm -hmm. our own it's generations upon generations back because someone decided not to process their own stuff right and it just gets yep. carried through the bloodline and now you're sitting in this tiny home with boxes surrounding you mm -hmm. and you're filled with all these generational energies that really aren't even your own. Oof, yeah, I feel that to the core. And it's so true. Like I remember back when I was, oh my gosh, I think 22 or 23, I started seeing a therapist and um, it took me a year to literally unpack so much stuff I was holding onto that wasn't even my own. Mm. And then I'm like, okay, now we can get into my stuff. Like it's, crazy oh my gosh. What we hold onto. And yes, I've, always kind of been that bright light in my family too. So I feel like people were just like energetically being like, here, hold this for me. You can hold mm -hmm. this for me and you can hold this for me. And it's like, I can't, I can't any longer hold on no. to your guys's crap. Like hold on to it yourself, transmute it yourself. 
you know, yeah. and like, um, and so, I mean, today I'm very grateful that I'm able to be the light in my family amongst the darkness, but there were times where I would resent it. Cause I wouldn't know how to mm-hmm. protect my energy. I wouldn't know how to like put a barrier up or like have an energetic shutter up or whatever. Yeah. I'd be like, screw you guys are stealing my light. And it's like, but they can only steal it if you allow them to. Yeah. No right? one has that power. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. I feel like that's a, that's a tough, um, skill. I guess it would be a skill. Yeah. It's a tough skill to like, um, get good at. I don't know how to say, I don't, I'm sure you know what I mean, but I don't know. no, I totally do. It takes time. And even like, it takes time, but there's also something to be said about environment. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. I've, I've gotten really good. Like I don't really take on my family stuff when we're like FaceTiming or I'm holding mm-hmm. space for one of them on the phone. Like that stuff doesn't really, I I've gotten really good at like having boundaries that are energetic. Like you mm-hmm. were just talking about, like having those boundaries up, I can hold space. I can be there. I can be present. I can be loving, but I don't need to like take on all this stuff. What I think is difficult is when you go back to those environments that the energy is still the frequency that you lived in. Mm-hmm. And now your energy that you, you take, the, this is just something I'm like, the, I have not returned home. There's never been a time in Minnesota to me, especially my hometown, the, the frequency there is very different than mm-hmm. the frequency of the places I choose to live now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I, I don't know if that's something that like, I can ever fully maintain. Maybe there will be a time like, again, I'm not triggered as much when I go home. There's, we're really good at communicating now. Like we have a really good time together. There was a period where it was really tough to go home for me because it was like Mm -hmm. that fuck you energy of like, you're literally taking my light. And now that's, that's no longer there, but I don't know about you, Robin, but there's still, when I return to those spaces, even though everything's good, I still feel my energy kind of like dips down. And that's more of an environmental thing than like, a anything that I could change energetically. hundred percent. And I think a big part of that is like, I don't know about for you, but when I go home, it's like, I subconsciously slip into the version of me that I was when I lived there. Yeah. And then there's like this conflicting energy of like, but wait, this isn't this, this, this isn't me, but it is at the same time. Like, yeah, it's a version of of you. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. And so that's what feels strange is like, Whoa, this is who I was. And I lived here strange, weird. And then I come back to the little Island that I live on and I'm like, ah, it's so nice to be here. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyways, jumping a little bit back into the story, it's interesting because I, I moved a few weeks ago. And so where I was living with all the boxes and all the stuff, it was like, I knew that as I was packing my things, being in this new space that I'm in now, I'd have to unpack my boxes. So I was thinking, I'm like, you know, I have to physically unpack, but I'm also having to emotionally unpack. Right. Because I have never let myself, like there were so many times in the past, I've moved a lot of times, like too many to even want to share. Um, and I feel like you and I probably have moved multiple, like about the same amount of times. I, since I moved out at 18 and I'm 29, I've moved 21 times. (laughs) That's impressive. I might be close in the running with you. I've never stayed 
some are more than a year and there's been multiple years that I've moved multiple times yeah, within the so year. Yeah. You're probably, yeah, close to me. Cause it was maybe like not that. quite as many, but like <laughs> the past few years have maybe cottoned me up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. So I'm like, there's been places that I've moved that I've literally brought in boxes, put them down where out of sight, out of mind, can't see mm-hmm. them. They're not there. Right. And then I just wouldn't unpack them and I'd go to move. And I just, instead of going through the box and getting rid of what doesn't serve me, I'd literally bring that same box to my new house, not unpack it, leave it. Like it was that same cycle. Mm. I was over it. I was so done. I'm like, no, we're not, we're not doing this cycle anymore, Robin. Like we are, we are packing what we need to pack. We are bringing what we need to bring. And when we get there, we're going to unpack it. And I, it's, I literally just like, just as I'm saying this, I'm thinking about how over the last, I guess, two weeks now that we've lived in this little home, me and my partner, um, it's been so confrontational because unlike my place before that was a little bit dark and kind of like, um, it fit the theme of where I was at mentally. Cause I was in that dark kind of trudgy space. This place that we're in is so bright and so beautiful and there's bright windows and all these things. And I'm like, whoa, this is shining light on my shadow and it's uncomfortable. Mm. And so I have been unpacking mentally as that, like, as all that happens. And then that's what I realized is that I asked for that. I literally Mm. asked for that. The last podcast episode that I did before I moved was like talking about unpacking your boxes. And um, so as I've been doing that, I'm like realizing so much about myself and you know, like as my partner and I have uncomfortable conversations and I feel myself getting like either, whether it be like, I don't want to be vulnerable or I'm closing my heart or whatever it is. I'm so aware of that now Mm. because the light is shining on it. And it's like, yeah, it's, and I think that's the most wild part of the healing journey, but also just like the human experience is feeling what comes through and actually giving yourself a chance to right? Because I feel like so many of us don't give ourselves a chance to feel and to feel like what our body is sensing and to like have that awareness of what we're feeling and when we want to shut off and when we want to shut down and when we want to turn to, you know, like food to cope or like Mm -hmm. whatever it is to like numb out just for that moment, like to be able to realize that and get to a place where you're like, oh crap, doing it again. Mm-hmm. you know like, yeah so yeah it's just been it's been wild and I I can't wait to dance again I can't wait to go hiking in the forest mm-hmm. because I've never realized until recently how how much of myself I find in nature and like dancing and moving and just being able to channel my energy that way um and so yeah I'm just so excited to be able to like be with the trees again and Mm. go hiking and be with my dog and like go swimming and not have to wear a freaking air cast like all (laughs) these things right like we take so much for granted we take so much for granted when we don't realize the everyday things that we can do just not even thinking about it you know like there were there's so many things over the last couple months that I've gone to do because subconsciously it's just you're used to it right and I'm like, oh, I can't do that. I can't move that way. I can't, you know, like there's, so it's an adjustment and it's definitely yeah. like, um, I'm so, I'm, I'm so grateful for my body and its ability to heal. Um, I 
I actually was at physio last week and my physiotherapist hasn't hadn't seen the picture and I showed him and the the look on his face he was shook and he's like oh my god that I consider that catastrophic like that's insane (laughs) he was like I'm surprised you can even move your ankle right now and I in that moment I was just so grateful for my body and its healing abilities and one other thing that also has come from this that I thought about during my physio appointment was like my leg is healing because I'm letting it right I'm giving my leg a chance to heal wouldn't it be beautiful if we did that for the rest of our healing journey if we just Mm -hmm. let ourselves heal instead of getting in the way like I feel like with my leg I've had no choice right like without healing my leg properly I won't be able to walk I won't be able to do all these things that are necessary for my life and what I want to do and it's so interesting because there's so many areas of that aren't physical, like more of like the mental side of the healing journey that if we just gave ourselves that loving chance to heal, how much smoother it would go as opposed to like forcing it or wanting it to like speed up, you know? Yeah. Because yeah. one thing the physiotherapist was telling me was that like, it's imperative for me to keep my boot on because even though I'm healing really fast, physiologically, I still need time to Mm -hmm. fully repair and fully heal or else we like I would be faced with so many other issues if I didn't heal properly and um and so yeah it's it's interesting to think of how patient I've been with my leg to heal but other aspects I'm like come on why aren't we over this yet like why aren't we you know so it's just yeah it's crazy how it all how it's all kind of intertwined but it it feels weird saying I'm grateful for this accident but I am because I would not be where I am today. I wouldn't have given myself a chance to fully embody who I came here to be. And I don't think I would have allowed myself to really like sit in that dark initiation period, you know? And now it's like, I'm in the cocoon and it's almost spring. So I'm getting ready to like spread my own wings and kind of like emerge from this cocoon even stronger. Um, And yeah, it's been, Mm. been crazy. I love that so much. I love just like the full circle moments and like all the synchronicities and all the angels numbers that you were seeing during your experience. Like there's so many moments through that. It's just like divine intervention of like, Hey, it's time to deal with all these boxes. Totally. Yeah. 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 And one thing, this kind of circling a little bit farther back to when you were talking about like actually only packing what you need and how much energy, the actual physical things that we have in our space Mm. carry. It's interesting to me that like, as you were going through this healing work and as you were actually doing that inner work and letting those emotions come up and releasing them, that physically the things that we're carrying energies from the past, right? Because anytime we keep something that like is carrying an old energy, there's a lot of things that um, when I went through my breakup, I was like, I can't actually hold on to this because it's still carrying that frequency in it. And I was picking up frequencies from the items that were in the household. And it's like, you have to actually allow yourself to release some of that old baggage because we don't realize that they still carry these frequencies. And then we have all this energy sitting in our house that isn't maybe ours or is old energy that we've kind of transmuted in our physical, but we're picking up, up from the objects. So I think it's so interesting that you're actually like called to release some of those physical objects in alignment with like all the other stuff that you were releasing emotionally. Totally. And I think like 
thinking back on when I was getting rid of all my stuff, I think the hardest thing to get rid of was my journals because Mm. I love to write like almost every day I'm writing my journal. And usually it's like, I just kind of talk about like what's going on, where I'm at and whatever I feel called to write. Mm -hmm. And I came to the part in my journal when I had lost one of my dogs and Mm -hmm. it was the most um, tragic event ever. Um, Thinking about it right now was actually like probably the last really dark initiation period I went through because he was the love of my life. I rescued him and then he had a bit of behavior issues and he attacked a couple dogs and then attacked one way too badly. And I Mm -hmm. had to put him down. And so that tore my whole heart out and like stomped it. And I was just like scattered million little pieces, having to like pick myself back up one by one. And I was reading my journals and I got to that part and it hurt so bad. And I think the part that hurt so bad is the fact that I threw out the journals and I almost felt like bad. Like it was this weird guilt feeling of like, I'm, I'm getting rid of this, but I think it was just because I like grief is something that I feel like we we have such a strange relationship with it, but I feel Mm -hmm. like in order to fully grieve something, we have to allow to let it go or allow ourselves to let it go. And I think in throwing away the journals that had all of the emotions poured onto paper of how I felt letting those journals go was a really big um, emotional release and like physical release too because I felt so much better once I threw them out, but to actually put them in the garbage, it was so hard. Mm. I'm like, maybe I should keep this. No, I shouldn't. No. And then Robin, you have to get rid of it. You have to let it go. And I did. And like, Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy when we get rid of things physically, how it's, we don't realize how many energy leaks there are. Yeah. Until we oh my start to like assess them and we're like, oh yeah. That's so funny that you say energy leaks because I've been like patching energy leaks because it was like it took me a while to get settled into this apartment. And I'm also like it there was just like too many things to do. So I feel like I kind of just froze for a while and didn't do any of them. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, oh my God, I actually have to like go update my address in this bank account. And like those little like things that keep popping into your head, like, I know that's not like an emotional energy leak, but there are emotional parts of it because it's like, I'm not dealing with the fact that like, there's so many little other pieces that are leaking. Mm -hmm. And it's just funny that you are saying energy leaks today. Cause that was like my like message that was coming through today for myself is like clean up the energy leak Shelby like this is like you're feeling so much more energized because you're cleaning up all these little things that you haven't done it oh I love that I feel like that goes with um what we were saying before about the parallels about how yeah I I, yeah I just had to laugh as you were saying it I was like of course universe hi yeah right Um, it's all intertwined Yes. Well, is there anything else that you would like the listeners to know about healing or anything that is coming through for you to share? Otherwise, I definitely want you to share where the listeners can find you and all that good stuff here as well. Yeah. So I just want to remind you all that while the healing journey is not linear and it's up and down and all around and to be able to embrace where you're at and be able to be easy on yourself while simultaneously also like being able to call yourself out or being able to look in the mirror and being like, yo, you're stuck, but you're the only one that can change it. 
but mm-hmm. also being easy on yourself at the same time, because yeah, I feel like when, when we're in that space of being able to honor ourselves and, and like call ourselves out, like I said, but being easy on ourselves, that still allows for us to be in that flow state of like, okay, we're going to do this out of love instead of out of like beating ourselves up because we're not mm-hmm. doing something right. Right. Like I spent so many years beating myself up over things I was or wasn't doing that now it's like, no, just allow yourself to be where you're at, honoring what's working, honoring what's not, and just kind of flowing through it and like growing through it really. Um, And I also think it's so important to remain open and to, so when I think of us living in our cages, like there's so many times where we stay in our cage because it's comfortable and then we open up our cage and we go to like step out, but we hadn't given ourselves to, to activate our wings. We hadn't given ourselves a chance to like fly or even expand ourselves. So we try, we try to walk out of our cage or fly or whatever. And then we stumble and we're like, oh, this really sucked. This really hurt. This was scary. I'm just going to go back in my cage because it's more comfortable and familiar there. Mm -hmm. And then we go through that cycle of like attempting to release ourselves and then going back in and attempting to release ourselves. And then I feel like what can happen is we release ourselves from our cage and then maybe we don't stumble and maybe we're doing pretty good, but then we kind of put ourselves in a box, right? Like either whether it be a label or we, um, we, you know, whatever, whatever the case is for you, um, if that resonates. And so we don't, but we're still not freeing ourselves. We're still not giving ourselves a chance to be free because we've gone from a cage to a box. And so I feel like ultimately for us to feel free and to be free and spread our wings and fly, we have to be able to sit with ourselves, sit with the darkness, acknowledge what's going on, feel our feelings and not bypass it and not be like, nope, we're fine. All is good. All is well. But it's like Mm -hmm. the universe knows it's not all good and fine and well, Mm -hmm. right? Like the, the energy that you're putting out is not fine. It's, and you know, so I think it's so important to honor where you're at so that you're able to go through that cocoon phase, go through that activating phase of like literally activating what's stagnant in your body for it to come up and release. And then finally giving yourself a chance to spread your wings so you can fly instead of just expecting yourself to be able to jump out of your cage and fly right away, because that's Mm -hmm. just not, that's just not how it works. You know, like you don't see a baby bird being hatched and then flying the next day, you know, like there's growing periods that you have to go through before you can fly. And I feel like so many people get stuck in that discouraging spot of like, well, I'm not in my cage anymore, but I can't fly. It's like, because you haven't given yourself a chance to fully process everything. You haven't given yourself a chance to let go of the weight that you've been carrying. That's keeping you on the ground, right? Like there's so many things that I feel like is part of the journey that we forget about. And so, um, yeah, I think that's a really important thing that I wanted to remind you all of is that you have to give yourselves that loving chance and you have to give yourselves that chance to look at yourself in the mirror, really get to know yourself and see yourself and like tell yourself you love yourself. Like look in the mirror, look in your eyes, look into your soul and be like, I love you. I got you. You know, cause like the only person you have is yourself at the end of the day, like you can have other people to hold your hand, to help guide you to, you know, be that loving 
um, space, but at the end of the day, it's still you and you, you know? Um, so I think befriending yourself and loving yourself and not being so dang mean to yourself is yeah. So important because the healing journey is crazy and it's wild. And I can guarantee you, you wouldn't want your best friend calling you every day being like, you suck. This is really hard. You can't do this, blah, 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 whatever the case. So it's like, we need to stop talking to ourselves that way. And we need to honor ourselves and love ourselves. I love that. And there's something that like, actually, I'm going to share this and ignite this week, because I think it's so important to understand is that understanding who's the one that's saying it, because so often we try to resist the oh, you're, you're so stupid. You're so dumb. You made this mistake or whatever it was. And it's like, when we resist it, we don't give it an opportunity to actually voice itself and what it needs, you know? And so knowing that, like, it's normal to have those thoughts of, oh, I fucked up or I'm so stupid or whatever it may be, but understanding that that's also usually a cry from for help from either the ego, from the inner child, from whoever it is inside that's actually speaking. And, you know, I had that experience this weekend where I was like, oh my gosh, someone is really angry inside of me right now. She's calling me stupid. You're so dumb. You're so stupid. Like she was just pissed off. And I was like, what do you need little one? It was her. It was, I could feel her. I could just feel her like raging inside of me. I was like, what do you need? What's going on? So understanding. understanding that when those voices come up, you don't need to resist them. You don't need to fight against them. You don't need to push them away. It's what, who, who needs what right now? Yeah. Cause usually that's the cry from help. And that's, I mean, that's how I treat people when they hurt me. Right. It was like, I push them away. I shut them out. I fuck mm-hmm. you. I don't need you. That's mm-hmm. my little girl was doing the same thing to me. The adult version of me. She was like, fuck you. I don't need you Shelby. Yeah you know? And I was like, okay, what do you need? What am I not hearing? What am I not seeing? So just remembering that, like, it's very normal to have those thoughts. It's not like you can shift them overnight, but it's usually a cry from help for someone inside of you who needs attention. Totally. Totally. And that made me tear up. Cause I was thinking about like the other day, probably even on the weekend, it was like the exact thing. Like I was shutting down and closing my heart and I'm like, wait a second, what version of me is doing this right now? Cause I don't want, I don't want to be acting this way, but it's that little girl in me. That's, you know, just doesn't want to get hurt again. Mm-hmm. Doesn't want someone to leave me again or whatever the case. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's so interesting how often we abandon ourselves because we're like so closed off and don't want to get hurt, but then we hurt ourselves in the process. It's interesting. Oh, the human experience. It's wild. Yeah, Yeah, totally. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I, on Instagram, I am the ray of light and Ray is spelt R H E A. So the ray of light. And then my podcast is the ray of light podcast. And yeah, I think those are probably the two best ways to contact me. I, I want to make a website, but it's just, it's, it's in the works. It's it'll, it'll get there. It'll get there. You don't need it. (laughs) Um, I feel like even just showing up on Instagram enough to like be consistent is sometimes like, Oh, this feels like a high school popularity contest. (laughs) Oh, I know. I've had so much. I'm like trying to like undo the resistance I have around Instagram right now, but I'm like, yeah, it just feels like 
maybe I just need to stop following so many people where I'm like, it just feels cringy almost yeah. of like, I don't know. I, I just think I'm like ha- going through my own healing stuff. So I'm seeing the level of ego because I'm examining my own mm-hmm. ego. And so it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of layers to Instagram for me right now. Totally. So I feel I, that. <laughs> yeah. I think that's why, um, that's one of the biggest reasons I wanted to start my podcast and plans too, just because I feel like what I can share through that is just very different and it's mm-hmm. a very different, um, it's just different. Like I love to write. And so I love to, uh, voice my words and my thoughts that way, but then also to speak and to mm-hmm. share in that way can hit someone so much differently. So, yeah, you know, I feel like Instagram has its place and then podcasts have their place as you, yeah. as you know. Um, and then I just kind of, I don't know, I'm at such a strange place in my healing journey and it's like, I'm, I'm feeling the, um, how do I say this? I was catapulted onto this crazy healing path and now I'm feeling like this expansive feeling emerging and it's like a bit scary mm-hmm. and a bit uncomfortable that I'm like, Ooh, what's going we on? Hear for it. We but, hear I just, for it. <laughs> but I just need to let it happen. Yeah. Um, and so I'm not putting too much pressure on myself to like show up in any sort of way. Like I, when I first started the podcast, I was like every Wednesday, I'm going to post every Wednesday. And then I'm like, that's too masculine for me. That's not, that's not in the flow. That's not in the flow of the feminine. That's kind of what I'm working on healing. And so last week I didn't uh, upload one because I was just going through it. And I'm like, that's fine. I need to allow mm-hmm. myself and like, no, that's fine. Because if I come on and I start talking about something that's not really, um, well, it's not that it won't be true, but it's not like what's on my heart. Mm-hmm. I don't want to share it. Right. I don't want to share something just for the sake of sharing. If it doesn't feel right. Aligned. To be sharing. Yeah. Or aligned. Yeah. Thank you. And so, you know, that's my biggest thing. So I've just like been easy on myself about it, you know, and been like, it's all good. It's all like we're we are where we're meant to be. It's all happening in divine timing. It's, it's all good. It's all good. Right. I like the comparing game can, it's so easy to be able to fall into that trap, but it's life. We're all learning. Yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing your light, your wisdom, your message with us today. I'm so excited to share this episode with the Raise Your Vibration podcast community. And thanks again. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. And it was so nice to be in your energy and be in your space. And Yay. I'm honored. So thank you. Yours as well. Oh, 